just put on a happy mask. We go to work, we put on a happy mask and you know, how are, how are you doing today? And, and that's not the, the issue. We have to go to the deep within to figure out what's going on. And welcome back to the Practical Shaman podcast. I'm Renee Barabo, your host, a Hay House author of Winds of Spirit. And today I'm really fortunate to have with me, uh, we call ourselves Windies, a fellow Windy. Her name is Valerie Prawl. And she is, Dr. Prawl is the newly published author of Body Messengers. And she is a doctor of chiropractic and a certified clinical nutritionist and has been active in her practice for over 37 years. So I'm sure she's gonna have lots of wisdom to share with us today. In addition to caring for patients, she served on various board, including the Iowa Board of Chiropractic for nine years and the Board of Iowa Chiropractic Society for 15 years. So we gather you're from Iowa here and she, under she understands how people get ill and how they can progress to health. And over the past several years, Dr. Val has been learning and exploring ancient healing arts and shamanic practices, as well as wind work, as well as the latest genetic information and brain science research on the mind and mindfulness. So welcome. Welcome to the Practical Shaman Show. And it's nice to be sitting here with you a little bit differently and seeing you as like a, an author. I mean, how does that feel? It's so exciting. Um, I'm just it was just a thrill to have the book and um after all these years i mean it probably took me four or five years to write so it it, it was just a it was a work of love and a work of pro, you know uh, it was just a work of progress so well i think a lot of people who listen to this are either writing books or they've written a book and for anyone who's ever published a book you know that the book has its own trajectory its own life force its own energy and so five years that's about how long it took to write winds of spirit hopefully my next book is is going to only take you know a year and a half because i've learned now how to write a book and you know how readers want to read a book and all of that so what as you were writing what was what came up for you as you were writing what did you learn what did you learn about yourself as a writer well I um I learned that it was it was just a new way of being and I totally had to separate myself from my my practice and my um my life I had to get into my own space and just write <laughs> you know that was, it was just really really strange but that's what you have to do so um and and then I could just take all those thoughts together and put them into um, a book form. So that was, it was really exciting. That's great. My editor calls that butt in seat. And, yes. <laughs> you know, I've created, a, I'm working with other people, like I've been doing this writing, you know, accountability groups. And it's been really interesting because, you know, there's a difference between writing a book and writing from a journal prompt and writing, you know, your, your life's work and then being able to take those clients' stories. So tell us, you know, what have your clients taught you and how have they informed this book? Because 37 years is a very long time to be in practice with clients. So you've probably seen some 
people who have healed and people who haven't healed over the years. And what have you learned about that? Well, I've learned, number one, it was not my responsibility. That's <laughs> so, great. You know, that's that's one thing that um, so many healers have to learn, that that's not their responsibility for when people heal or don't heal. Um, the other thing that I learned is it's um, it really is a, a matter of all the conflicts that people have. You know, they um, conflicts are really, um, you know, they are challenges, ch um, issues, and conflicts which can be dealt with or not. So most of us just put on a happy mask. We go to work, we put on a happy mask and you know, how are, how are you doing today? And, and that's not the, the issue. We have to go to the deep within to figure out what's going on and fix what needs to be fixed. So that's what I learned. So um, sometimes we don't know what our challenges are. Sometimes they're a gen genetic or they can be environmental or chemical, but we can bring that to the light. We can bring light to those things and we can fix them. So. What I found interesting in your book was the how you went to the masculine and the feminine archetypes for information. And the Swami that I work with says that almost all of our root dilemmas can either go back to our mother or to our father you know, obstacles, I think our mother and financial or fathers, I, I never get that quite straight. But the the so, so when you take it back to the divine masculine and the divine feminine, what did what have you learned? And, and how did you come up with this idea for classification? Well, um, I found that masculine is um, well, the patriarchy has been in control of everything forever. Right, it's been in control of um, all of our. Um, it's been in control of our health. It's been in control of our money. It's been in control of everything, and we've just got to bring it into. Um, um, how am I going to say that? We suppressed the divine feminine for centuries, and now it's just time to bring her out and to allow that to happen. And we each have masculine and feminine within us. We do. And um, just like we have in and out and up and down and light and dark, we have male and female. And it's, it's kind of like um, same ends of the stick. Uh, you know, male on one side, female on the other. We each have masculine and feminine within. And so more, some of us more masculine, some of us more feminine, but we've got to bring the um, divine feminine in. So the divine feminine looks kind of like this. You've got to be open to receive, feeling more and listening more from the heart, um, nurturing, uh, healing, gentle, vulnerable, flexible, listening to all those messages. And then we've got to go and bring in the divine masculine, which is the, it's what we do. So the divine masculine communicates with openness and desire and desires self-growth and beauty and protection and adventure and has strength and courage. So it's 
blending all of that into which way well well-being and wholeness is created by all those things being in together that's interesting because when you were talking about it i was thinking well okay the feminine she's open to her intuition she's open to listening to what her body's saying but then the masculine is going to call the doctor make the appointments you know get in the car drive down there get the money to pay for it and uh, and get the insurance and so are you telling me that that's not how you're perceiving it or that's how i perceive it yes that's how i perceive it so well-being and wholeness is created by just bringing both of those into balance mm, i like that yeah so what would somebody um learn if they picked up your book well they'd learn about the different conflicts they'd learn about the masculine and feminine and then how each of us is um well, how each of those things is related to an element. So fire is uh, fire, water, air, earth. So then each of those is related to a, uh, a, a planet. It's just kind of a, a way of pulling it all together so that you understand how the different problems occur in your life. So, um, I'm just trying to, so for example, if you have, well, I'm going to just read a little bit from the book. Okay. That's fine. So, I was going to say, I have a foot problem. How would that all come out? <laughs> well, a foot problem has to do with Neptune. <laughs> so it has to do with your feet are kind of your flippers. And so Neptune has to do with um, just being interconnected and, um, being in connection with the earth and all of, and if you're not, then you can develop problems with um, dementia. So that would be a problem. And also with um, psych so psychosis or um, other problems like that. And also, um, uh, I'm trying to think, uh, I'm I'm blanking, but that's, that's, okay. cut that. but that's why, um, but it's just a foot problem is just related to that. If you're closer to the earth, if you really spend more time with the earth and with the water, it's, it's just a really good way of dealing with it. Um, and you also need to just make sure that you are, um, looking at your spiritual aspects as well as your emotional and your relational and your uh your physical and all of those things just work together <laughs> so how would i so you're going to read from the book but we can do that in a minute so tell me so if so it's funny you're saying oh you know it's about your connection to nature which is really funny because when there was a foot illness all of a sudden the daily wind walks stopped because, you know, it just was too painful at the end of every walk. So like, you know, it was more of a, like sitting, looking at nature type of a, a summer than an actual physical get out on the trail type of summer. And so it's kind of interesting that, and it, it may mean taking, you know, your nature to a deeper level. So you were gonna read us something out of your book. Why don't you go ahead and do that? I will do that. So. 
we have, like I said, conflicts and challenges that we have to deal with. But when we deal with them, making a positive choice is an emboldened, assertive act. Increasing awareness and learning about the power within to choose a new path with better personal outcomes is empowering, energizing, and emphatic. Speaking up and telling others what is wanted or needed is brave and courageous. Setting boundaries for time and energy is firm and insistent. Dealing with what is not working in life openly and despite fear is a decidedly aggressive act. So that's what we, what we need to do. So That's interesting that it's an aggressive act. How so? Well, it, it just is aggressive because, you know, aggressive in the way that you, you can't just set aside, you can't talk about it without talking with aggression, not working things out. You have to do it without fear. You have to do it without angst. You have to just really just get out there and say what you need to say to somebody else. Well, because I mean, typically we think of the, you know, in our culture as aggression, as a, a more of a negative quality. And right. so is that on the more masculine side of your yes, masculine feminine? So that you're taking them out of the qualitative of that's mm -hmm. a bad, that's a like a, that's a not a good quality for a woman or male. Well, but it's, but it is a good quality for a woman and we don't do it often enough. <laughs> and so that's where, you know, I, I think men maybe would be more aggressive. They would be more willing to tell you what's going on, but a woman maybe would not be so likely to do that. So it's really a positive, uh, despite fear, you have to be aggressive hmm. um, when you're expressing what needs to be changed in your life. So do you have exercises in your book to teach us how to be more um, authoritative and like demonstrative? It's like one of the things that I know people are really challenged with is that our healthcare system seems to be broken. And oh, so yeah. you really have to advocate for your health these days. So does your book address issues about how to advocate? It does. Every, um, every chapter has a, um, a, a spiritual thing you can do, a, a emotional thing you can do, a, a relational thing you can do, an environmental and um, a genetic thing that you can do. So you can get all of those things done for each of those um, problems that you have. Well, we got a cat here. We like yes, cats. We my do. cats. My oh. cat just showed up on my lap. <laughs> That's funny. Where's Sami? Now, Sami, there's another cat here. You better hurry up. Better hurry. <laughs> What's a, uh, what would be an example of something we could do to alternate our genetics? Um, well, there's a couple of different things. We can go and get our genetics tested. Okay. okay. We can just do that. You can get over, I know the company that I use tests over 700 different SNPs. So I know there's 15,000, but this one, um, 700 is a good um, synopsis of what's going on there. Is and that the synopsis is a SNP? A SNP is a single, po single nucleotide polymorphism. <laughs> <laughs> that you now we're getting into the science. This is good. <laughs> so you can 
then you can look at each of those SNPs and determine what you can do. So for example, you can have a COMPT um, that you have, uh, you have several of them and you can take all of the different SNPs and you can look at which ones are working and which ones aren't and whether or not you need to do something about it. For example, with SNPs, with COMPT, you need um, minerals and especially um, iodine and thyroid prob thyroid issues. Um, if you have, I don't know if it tells you that in the book or not, but <laughs> if you have um, the, the SNPs associated with the energy production, then you need to take nutrients for energy. So if you have the SNPs associated with um, the VDR, which is vitamin D, then you need to take vitamin D and maybe vitamin A and K along with it to make the vitamin D work better for you. And vitamin D goes into all the different, um, the different SNPs that make all of the different wheels turn. Um, that polymorphism that, um, I'm sorry, the SNPs, <laughs> I, I'm trying to talk about it without using the big words, but um, yeah, that's fine. I just, I think it gives the listeners a really an idea of like, what it gives me an idea is that it's not just enough anymore to go to the chiropractor or the nutritionalist without knowing that there's a, a combined set of energy tools, scientific discoveries. And, you know, a lot of times I see where people get really ill and they go, you know, I'm going to do it all energetically, which is a, an absolutely perfectly divine choice. And I know other shamanic people who, as soon as they had, you know, as soon as they were diagnosed with a cancer, they ran to the surgeon, got it removed and did all of those other techniques. So is that kind of what you're, what you're saying what here in this book? Saying. Yeah. And also, you you know, it, it, it really is what I'm saying, because you've got to look at the entire team of people that you are dealing with. Um, and that would be, you know, the, the medical doctor, but also your chiropractor, your nutritionist, your um, genetic person, your um, your hairdresser, you know, that person is important to you, too. So it, it really makes a difference who you have in your team of people that help you. So, so does your book help us organize our team? Yeah, it does. It, it talks about a team of, um, of um, people who work with you. So actually, that's at the end of the book, kind of that you have to have a team of people to organize your life. So, so I was, I was really fascinated about the um, the the way that you've organized this book you know by the archetypes and by you know like what what that means so tell us a little bit more about um the fire archetype for example for the fire archetype what we've got is uh you know fire represents combustion and kindling and ignition ignition and inspiration and destructive burning and healthy burning and brilliance and luminosity and performing to, to exceedingly well and to dismiss from a position. So it can result in lots of things. So for example, with Mars, 
Mars has to do with courage and self-confidence. And if you don't have courage and self-confidence, then you can, um, you will have all of these different challenges that we were talking about. But in the chapter, I talk about having a cold or having the flu and what you can do about it. But if you don't do something about those things, then you can develop stress and stress will lead to death if you're not careful. So it, it can really, it can really impact you. Now the sun, which is also um, a, a SNP associated with fire, I mean, a, a, a archetype related to fire is authentic self-expression. So if you're authentic, if you show yourself to the world, if you, um, then you're healthy. But if you're not, then you're more likely to develop a, a seeing problem or a heart problem. Mm. If you have, um, and then Jupiter is the last fire sign, and it has to do with expansion and soul growth. And so if we, um, we have such a problem with obesity in this country. You know, that's the big thing that we have trouble with. And so many people want to be larger in some way, and they can't. So they are, they are, well, it, it can be food as well, but it can be that you really just want to be more expansive and grow your soul. Also, that can relate to your hips as well as your, um, uh, the growth of cancer. So it can be a real big problem. Now, now, and then I can go on water signs. For example, they have to do with emotions. That's the, the thing we have rain and ice and steam and streams and lakes and seas, but they relate to emotions. So we can be intuitive, reflective, transcendent, sensitive, mysterious, and refreshing but we can also be moody and we can act like a victim and revenge <laughs> and destruction and hypersensitivity. So that those um, SNPs relate to the, um, the moon, which is a big one for relating to, for it has to do if you can't nurture or if you um, are not, supported in the the way that you nurture and reflect then you are more likely to develop problems with um, female organs for example the breasts or um, the uterus also it can do with um, the mouth and the stomach and the bladder hmm. so do you think that every single illness that we come in contact with is a relationship to some kind of a challenge or obstacle in our lives or are sometimes what about the karmic ones you know the person who gets cancer or a bladder infection because they have a lesson to learn or do you still that think that goes back to one of these archetypes i think it goes back to the archetype but it has to do with the ancestral piece of it so okay. it would do with the genetic piece. So you can have the ancestral things that get carried forward and get transferred into into you. So it you know it it can be um, it can it can show up that way. 
Hmm. Why don't you, do you have your book handy there to show the readers your book? Yeah, there it is. I like the cover. I like the colors. What is it? Is there a reason you picked that orangey color? Well, um, I didn't, I didn't pick it. I, um, I saw it and that was, I had Ishananda, um, she drew the, the cover for me. And then the, the company did the body messengers. And I thought, Oh, that turned out pretty well. Oh yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that. And um, it's on it's on your website or on Amazon or where can people it get is, your book? It's on my website, and also I can um, pass on any books to anybody, and they can leave a message on my website if they would like one. And I, it is on Amazon, so okay. that is another place that they can get it. That's awesome. And so, leave us with a thought about well-being and health. thought about well-being and health. We create, well, I'm thinking about that. We have to take everything in. We have to allow the feminine to sit with the, sit and reflect with everything that comes into our lives and then we can expand and be more um, expansive and and I think that we have to um, symptoms are a pathway to transformation and healing so that's what I think it we have to be um, we have to be more and have more We have to be more and have more divine feminine and hear more of what is happening within. Hmm. I'm sorry, I'm I'm so slow sometimes, but it just um it some of those questions just catch me off guard. <laughs> That's all right. As we, the more we interview as authors, the more we just, you know, they pop out our, our tongue. One time I heard, I don't know, this woman, she's best-selling author speak. And I thought like, wow, she's like a violinist. And I'm like, a, you know, a bad ukulele player when I, when I, when I learned to speak about these things. I think that it it's a big, it's a big concept. It's a big field. It's a, it's a lot of information that you've gathered over these 37 years and plus and that you put it into a, a format that really is accessible i mean that's what i got from it wow this is really accessible and it really gives me a way of looking at this in a new point of view and one thing you said was that we have to embrace more of our divine feminine but wouldn't we have to also embrace our divine masculine some of us do. Some of us have to embrace both of those. They have to embrace the divine feminine to listen within and the divine masculine to express what we need to express. And so some of us don't express what we need to express the way we should. <laughs> I, I think I've probably um, been too much masculine in my life, so I don't have some of those problems, but I see that there are 
more women who do have those problems that they're not willing to express. Well, and, and that comes with 37 years of experience and seeing patients and doing all of that. So I'm going to take your word for that. Um, everyone, I suggest that you order this book and check it out. I mean, it, we're in some really choppy times here. And so any tool that we can have that can start to combine the, you know, the mental with the emotional and the physical and the spiritual in terms of symptoms and, and becoming better health, uh, you know, vehicles for health, I totally fully embrace. Oh, thank so you. thank you, Valerie, for being here and I'm wishing you much success as you trudge this happy road of now that you finished the book, now you have to get now out and talk about <laughs> I have to I have to talk to people. <laughs> I know. I was saying to the agent today, it was like, you know, I had I had this vision in my mind, okay, I'm gonna here I'm a Hay House author, I'm gonna be famous now. And that was my first that was my first disappointment as an author was that no, I spent five or six years writing a book, and now I was going to have to spend another five or six years finding a tribe and marketing the book. So uh, for all of you out there who are on this road with us of, of authorship, know that it's you have to find the joy in the moments of each step of it. Like, you know, when you got that book in your hand, right? How did that feel, Valerie? Oh, it felt great. It felt right. wonderful. Yeah. I remember the, the night that the UPS driver came at eight or nine o'clock at night and I was in my pajamas with the books. I said, come in, please, and take my picture. I wanted <laughs> I wanted some proof that I had actually accomplished this. So for all of you out there who are still in the process of working towards this accomplishment, keep going. It's It's really worth every single step of the discovery process. And then, you know, check out this book if you can't get to the writing, because I'm sure she's got, which chapter will we look at on our, our stagnant archetype here? Which one? If we were like getting to the symptom of not even being able to sit down to put the butt in the seat to write, is there a, do you got some guidance on that? <laughs> um, that one, I don't think it, it, it's probably just that you, um, it's probably a combination of things, depending on which which um, problem you have. So I don't think it talks about that. Um, I know that uh, Saturn is finding the the right balance of what is essential for you. Mm -hmm. So that would be really what what matters the most. So. I like that. So we'll leave you with Saturn and what's essential for you. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you so much for letting me be here.